Hey there, folks. It's the Uticast, episode 185. And this week we are joined by WUTR chief meteorologist Rachel Witter uh, joining us here so I can blame her for all the uh, terrible crummy weather we've been having and the cold streak. It's all her fault. Uh, also this week, Heather and Kevin are back as we break down all sorts of wild and wacky stories. Golden Globes, uh, Bean Gene, Okerlund, Anthony Brindisi, Netflix stuff, Bird Box, uh, dating websites, all of these things and so much more, folks. Uh, so happy to be back without some sort of crazy holiday or weird event coming. Just a regular, classic Uticast episode. Uh, we're happy that you're here. Hey folks, we're back. It's the Uticast episode 185. We're back once again, full house. Heather, hello. Hi. Welcome. It's nice to see you. I love your hat. Thanks. Did you make that? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't make things. Can you? Cro- <laughs> I, I see a lot of people out there crochet, and I didn't know if that was a thing. Nicole Law made it when she first started mm-hmm. making hats a few years ago. It's very I sharp. It from her, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin, I want. Uh, I just want to discuss. Shout out to our uh, our great listeners. If you uh, if you've had this experience, let me know. Uh, so, Kev, you tried a new flavor of seltzer just as the show was starting, and it's no bueno. It's terrible. <laughs> you try it's not new. They've been sitting in the fridge for a long time, but nobody wants to drink them because they're awful. Awful. Yep. Which one is this? This is, uh, it's cantaloupe and grapefruit. I might, I'll kill it for you if you want. It's not, no. it's not. You've bad. had one. You didn't like it either. It's bad. Did I not like it's it? It's literally been in the fridge for a month. Maybe I don't think that grapefruit and cantaloupe go together. Cantaloupe does not. Cantaloupe is bad. No, cantaloupe, yeah. I like cantaloupe, but the it. cantaloupe flavor is not it. good. Maybe you could, but not this one. Have you ever seen a cantaloupe juice anywhere? No, because you don't drink cantaloupe. Uh, you just eat it. Okay. That's all I got. It's got a very flat flavor to it. It's best like mixed into a salad with other more flavorful things, yes. like uh, like strawberries. Kev, you made a fruit salad one time. I don't know why we're on a fruit salad conversation now, but you made a fruit salad one time and you foregoed all honeydew and cantaloupe and just went with straight uh, like I didn't forego cantaloupe because I wouldn't because that's that's silly. Uh, what did but you... I, I foregoed honeydew. Honeydew. Honeydew has that's... no place. It has no place. <laughs> the cantaloupe serves just fine as a base level melon filler in a fruit salad. You don't need to debase yourself to honeydew. Spend a little bit of money, get some raspberries, blackberries, yeah. get a pineapple. That's you don't right. need honeydew. Okay, we're an anti-honeydew podcast. I love it. Well, it doesn't taste like honeydew. anti. I've had a slice or two that I've enjoyed, I've but it's just, it's a waste. I don't know if I've ever had a slice of honeydew where I was like, yup. Yes. Not like a slice, but like a piece in a fruit salad, yeah. bro. I'm like, oh, that's that's all right. That's nice. I would say that sometimes if I go to like a breakfast buffet, you know, sometimes you yeah. go, like, they'll have cantaloupe or like the fresh fruit. Mm-hmm. Cantaloupe's the kind of thing that I put on my plate, but then don't eat. Like I get to it at the end and I'm like, mm, nah. I don't know. <laughs> I think I've changed my mind. Uh, so, yeah, this week, uh, off the cantaloupes. fruit. No cantaloupes this week. Cantaloupes, melons, other fruits of note. Yeah. <laughs> so joining us this week, uh, WUTR's uh, chief meteorologist, Rachel Witter, joining us here. 
uh, I will take my opportunity now to blame her for the nine degree weather that I woke up to this morning. It's always the weather. There you go. Always the weather person's fault. Pass that buck. We gotta pass that buck along. Um, I heard we're gonna get a snowstorm. Somebody else said that too. I really hope so. Yeah. We're supposed to get snow tonight and then rain in the morning. So. Oh, jeez. See, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the snow, give me the snow. Genuinely, if it snows a foot overnight tonight, I'll be over the moon. But with the rain at the end, no. Kevin, uh, it is our first full show of 2019. How are you settling into 2019 so far? Does it feel very similar? (laughs) Um, It seems, yeah, we're in in recovery. Those two, the two weeks of the holidays on the Monday and Tuesday really threw off a lot of like the timing of the weeks. Oh, yeah. Like it's been Mm -hmm. a really like strange two week holiday time warp. So it's nice to be. You know, getting back to normal. I'm actually looking forward to, you know, the, the early winter months. I was like the early winter months of the year. This is how I can tell that no one's ready to get back into the year. I was, like, annoyed yesterday that I had found out that Colbert and, like, all the late night shows had not been putting out shows for, like, they're just now oh, coming back to Oh, you mad as hell. I was like, I'm looking for content. Like, you you like, are... I feel like he's been on. I'm like, he's probably on vacation for You're the holidays. You're ruining everything. You know, they're really not running this <laughs> channel properly. They're not. It's, it, look. I get it. I'm a, I'm a teacher, so I'm not one to sit here and complain about, like, giving them too much time off. Like, please, give us all the time off. But I feel like most other jobs in the world are back to work on January 3rd. <laughs> I feel like pretty Except much TV. everywhere else in the world. Was it? Except TV. Except TV. I guess you work on your own schedule on TV. You guess you don't even have to come back whenever, I suppose. Um, Heather, i got to give you some extra credit today. It is your husband's birthday, and you yeah. said, Oh, happy birthday. I'm out of here, and you bailed out to come talk to us. I which, did. Which we appreciate. It's another night. <laughs> <laughs> do we? Do you mind telling you me go. how old he is? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah. Does he not care to celebrate his birthday? No, we. I did something for him over the weekend. Oh, nice. I had like invited some of his friends from out of town out oh, and nice. um, had uh, um, a cake made for him. Oh. And uh, did you, so you didn't make the cake? No, oh baby, <laughs> um, oh sugar did. Uh, oh nice. Um, I saw that. Sorry, can't even think. Anyway, she made the cake and it was excellent because mm. we love carrot cake. And it's, we've had oh, a hard nice. time finding a good carrot nice. cake anywhere. Her carrot cake, if you guys are listening, sorry, plug, uh, was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Hear that, Sabrina. Send us money. Yeah, send us some money. Or cakes. Yeah, cakes. <laughs> no, excellent. Cakes I, and I drove, all, I drove to, like, Lee Center oh. practically to get that cake, and it was totally mm-hmm. worth the drive. I only so. bring it up because my birthday is on Thursday, um, and I'm turning 33, and I'm not, like, psyched about it. I don't know why. This one, this one's bothering me. 33 bothered me too, though. I I was cool with 30, 31. I don't know. 33, it just, it bothered me. Feels like that first rung on 30, it's like, uh, 33 now. Yeah, I'm going to be 38. Can we not talk about that? You are further along in your life than I am, Heather. You are, you have a child that you are raising to be a good citizen. You're invested in the community. I'm like a schlub. I'm playing video games out here. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. I'm just playing video games. Played 120 hours of Fallout. It's true. You're I do like have famous. this. I do have this podcast, which is true. You're all. <laughs> all <laughs> you people. That's all I can get. <clears throat> no. Uh, so I did. So I. I need to say this is the first podcast I've done with a mustache. I shaved my beard off, which yeah. has thrown a lot of people off. Which threw. Did me you not have the? I thought we talked about the mustache last week. We did. Did we? Show. We did. Yeah. Well, this is the first there, week I've guys, taken it out. There. Yeah. Well, what's happened in the past is when I've done the mustache, I look too much like my dad. It just. It's like. Mm. And I will grow it, and then within a day, I'm like, nah, it's got to go. I got I can't. I can't do it. I've ridden it out for almost a week now, right? Yeah. I'm still not sold on it. I'll tell you why. My kids hate it. Oh, dude, it. I was going to ask. They, your kids, the kids. Oh, my God, they I hate it. I don't know how I feel about it. Your students so must be oh, killing Oh, my you. God. They, no one likes it. 
I rolled in the li- <laughs> no. I, nobody likes it. The kids hate it. It's I, what I've noticed is it's the same thing with everything else I do, and this is I can tell I'm doing things wrong in life. The only people who like it are idiots like me, right? Like I, like I'll walk out in public and some like goofy white dude will be like, "Oh, I love your mustache, bro." But I like the hip young kids and all the women are like, "Ew, <laughs> look in your face, you look weird." <laughs> so. Um, I think that the time I think that the time will come probably after my birthday. I might ride. You know what my biggest thing? And this is going to be really narcissistic of me. My hair is a little long right now. I need to get a haircut before I, I shave the mustache off. That's I need, fair. That's I need to not, see yeah. what it looks Knowing like. Knowing that you need a haircut is not narcissistic. No, no but I, I, I think it's, it's narcissistic to like make a, a facial hair decision based on my uncut hair, right? Like I was like, mm, I don't know. Give the mustache a second chance. I don't know. It, it might make it through the weekend. I'm 50-50. We'll see. We have to make it to the next show. I think you have it to gives, leave it to the next I show. I think it gives a bad impression to people. I think the first inkling when someone sees someone with a mustache they go mm. i think of a creepy guy in a van i that's i think that's <laughs> like kind like of the tinted yeah. windows that's kind that of the I don't definitely i'm there. like all right i got my eye on this guy this guy's yeah, a wild I'm gonna card watch you. yeah <laughs> this guy's a wild card i'm not sure which way it's gonna break but i got my eye on this guy yeah and i don't like that and i'm not really my beard was sort of a uh camouflaged device right like you can sort of blend in this is a little bit too much of a yeah. statement you'll stand out wherever you're at I think it's less of a, it's more of a statement if I shave it off and just go straight faced, right? I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, I've never straight. seen you. Only pictures. No? Maybe one of these. It's coming soon, I think. We'll see. I just don't like being like totally bare faced. It's super weird. Like fresh, like razor shaven. Have you, when's the last time you like shaved with a straight razor? I, it's been a very long, I mean, besides the edges and the neck and stuff. Um, like straight to your cheeks. I, I, like, years. Years, right? Like years, it seems probably. horrifying. Yeah. I can't think of I can't oh, think I of a good know. reason to do My so. <laughs> when do you remember? Do you guys remember when it happened? Like when did men decide that facial hair was back in? Was it the early mid two thousands? Did yeah. it come back around? Because I remember when I was growing up, you were always I was always shaving like shave. every second of every week if I could. Right? right. And now I don't remember when exactly. I was just like, nah. <laughs> I think this seems like a pain. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Early, I was never uh, a hard and fast holder to to clean shaving this all the time. Yeah. I would do it more frequently, but. I was never the type that I got to shave every day, every other day. Uh, well, all right. So let's get some glad we are talking about mustaches and fruit salad. To start the show, a classic Uticast episode. Let's get into some of the stuff that I, I saw out here this week. Um, so, guys, did you guys know the Golden Globes were happening last night? I did. Only because you keep talking about it. I only because of Twitter. Because yeah, the, the Fiji girl was all over the place. Yeah, I was going to ask you. That That's was the only reason why I even knew it happened. <laughs> I'll tell you what's, what's funny. There was a there's a playoff football game last night and the Golden Globes, and I was playing video games, and at multiple times during my session of playing video games, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to turn this off and flip on the football game or the or the award show just to see what's up. And every time I was about to, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't care. Well, I don't know. There's nothing to see. <laughs> no, I, I think the big talking points seem to be the Fiji Water Lady, who was like the internet meme That's of hysterical. the... Yeah, the lady. So Fiji Water seemingly, I guess they must have like told this intern, like your job is to photobomb as many photos they as possible yeah. while you hold like this tray of Fiji Water. And that was like the big meme. And of she photobombed so many people. Like just stars. And she just in there, like she was as if the camera was pointed on her. She was posed, and every and you see her in the background. And she kept just doing. It. it was just funny. Nor- normally, I would like crap on like some company for like like that's kind of lame. But I, I respect. I think it's brilliant. I respect Everyone's the talking viral marketing. It. Yeah. Uh, if you are a random girl holding Fiji water, who can take all the attention away from all the celebrities, you've probably done something right, guys. Good, good for you guys. Uh, the other one, I guess, was that Bohemian Rhapsody was a movie that people seemed to really like that I didn't see. 
Black people hate the complain that they want that he won. So that's the only narrative, and I think it's funny for me to talk about it because I saw neither of these movies. But the narrative, I guess, going into this was that A Star Is Born is great. Everybody loves it. It's going to win all the awards, and Bohemian Rhapsody is fine, and and people like it. And uh, and then Bohemian Rhapsody won like best movie and got the best actor. And A Star Is Born only got that Lady Gaga song, and now people are down on A Star Is Born. I just think awards are kind of weird, right? It's just an odd. Like, all these awards are just going to get rehashed out in, like, a month for the Oscars, which has no host, right? Isn't that just... I I don't know. I think that's kind of why I didn't watch it last night. I was like, this all seems kind of like... I don't know. It just seemed like... I didn't care. Yeah, it seemed very... (laughs) Yeah, it seemed very... I just did not care. You can always read, like, a quick list (laughs) the next day. Oh, somebody won this thing. Maybe. Maybe you read the list. I kept looking to try to find a list throughout the night of who was winning so far. I just didn't care. Well, I think... That's the fundamental boring. problem that all these award shows are having is you it's could not, really do it boring. the next it's day. Pointless. Yeah. There's no reason. And I, I understand why people watched it like 20 years ago, right? Like it's, where do you see... Less, there was less content. Yeah, yeah where do you nothing. see all these people from TV movies together? Well, right? you, something you know, of note happens, I'll just yeah. see the video Do a live Twitter thing or something where you announce it on Twitter. Is there any Absolutely. way... Is there any way you could make the shows more interesting for people? Like, it, Yeah, make it a different show. A different type do of show. Other, just do other things. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, add other stuff. Like, do a clip show with just the awards interest during, like, here's some of the best things that you do, like an hour-long special or something, as opposed to, I'd like, a... I'd be more into that, yeah. I'd mm. be more inclined to watch something like that. I'd be more... If it was, like, streaming somewhere. Like, streaming. on social media or through a, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, through Twitter, they're announcing it, I would probably be more interested. I don't want to sit and wait, like, three hours for boring things to happen. So. That, no, it's, oh, it's just boring. It's can't. true. I, can't. I I can usually buy into live television, but I, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it last night. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, oh yeah. So, are you guys familiar with the bird box challenge that people are doing? Vaguely. Is uh, that the meme thing? It's the new meme thing about? now, uh, where people are like, I guess, doing things with blindfolds on. I think is the point of the meme, just like the people in the movie. Uh, and, of course, Netflix is telling people, please stop doing this. It's very dangerous. People are getting hurt. But I think it's kind of weird because all the stories I read about with Bird Box was that Netflix basically created all of these memes like themselves and put them out in the world to try and build hype for this movie. So it seems a little bit like a snake eating its own tail, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not definitely ruining the idea of me ever wanting to see the movie because there's all these goofy memes about it, and now I'm like, ah, I can wait to see this now. It's an you interesting know? narrative, right? Because we talked about this movie two weeks ago. It was like the biggest yeah. movie like uh, that Netflix has ever had, 45 million views over a week, and now it's sort of become like an internet joke meme mm-hmm. generator now as opposed to a real movie. And I think that's an interesting cycle. Maybe that's what happens when you put a movie on Netflix, right? And it's there and it just exists as opposed to, like, having a big opening and then it's gone and people talk about it and then yeah. it cycles back through. I don't know. Well, yeah, but, I mean, think about how much content Netflix puts out on a week-to-week basis and mm-hmm. well, how many movies they put out that you don't know the name of. You don't know the name of this one. You that's true. I mean? Yeah. So that's, yeah. like, what do you, as long as, as long as people are, like, know what it is, normally a movie like this would just get released and there'd be zero fanfare and you see it scrolling through like, oh, what's this? When was this released? I don't know anything about this. Sure. Probably not going to watch this. Maybe I add it to my list, but I'm not yeah. watching it. Yeah. This one, you're much more likely to watch it, at least, because you know what it is. Uh, all right, so where are we at? I'm a little longer than I thought we were. So I just want to talk, I just want to address this really quickly. I got someone on uh, Twitter, one of our listeners, Ryan is sweet. Thanks for Ryan for always listening. Uh, so earlier this week when the, the new Congress appointee showed up and mm-hmm. uh, GFOP Anthony Brindisi was out there, he caused a little bit of a news stir by when they did the votes for Nancy Pelosi, he voted for Joe Biden. He was like the first person to not vote for Pelosi out there. 
And immediately, like, it was retweeted and sent to me. And uh, I sort of just commented on it. Like, yeah, it's something he told me he was probably, you know, he might have to do. But he's sort of up and down about mm-hmm. the Pelosi thing. And I just want to say, like, I'm very happy that we got to know the congressman. And I'm glad that he's been on the show. I don't feel the need to cover, like, every single thing he does forever no, going forward. Yeah, he stood by yeah. Word, yeah. yeah, He yeah. said one thing and he stood right by it. Yeah. So that was... Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, like, I'm I'm glad that he said he was going to do something and then did it, and that's cool. Um, but like, I just want to say, like, I like talking about him, and I like paying. I, I'm trying to steer a little bit away from politics recently, I guess, with the show is just sort of my my thing. So I'm going to try and lean away from talking about Brindisi unless it feels like it's something we need to talk about. Sort of my my mea culpa <laughs> on that. Until that's all. Next time, Anthony. Yeah. But still, thank you, Ryan, for sending it to me. I love that Ryan interacts with the show all the time. I'm not I'm not saying anything about him. I just wanted to shout him out. So. Um, and then there were two celebrity deaths I wanted to mention that happened last week, and I don't know if we mentioned them. And they're both kind of odd celebrities in a weird way. Uh, one of them, did you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Huh? I didn't. All right. Uh, so if you guys watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, you guys know who Bob Einstein is. He played Morty Funkhauser. Uh, I just really loved that show, and I thought he was, like, infinitely really, really, really hilarious. And I, I didn't know much about what he was famous for beforehand, the Super Dave Osborne thing, which a lot of people talked about, but... It was really interesting. I read a lot of really cool pieces about uh, about Bob Einstein. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of sad. And the other one was one of my childhood heroes. Do you know who Mean Gene Okerlund is, Heather? Mm-mm. Wrestler. He was a wrestler. Saw him. He was like oh. the interviewer on wrestling. A little ball guy with the mustache. If you yeah. ever saw Hulk Hogan or the Macho Man or the Ultimate Warrior, like... Yelling into a camera, saying something outrageous. Oh, he was a referee. Was he like the referee? He was guy? the interviewer. The interview oh, guy. I the little him. bald guy. Yes, the little bald guy with the mustache. Yeah. yeah. That crazy voice. From. Yeah. He died. Oh, yeah. sad. Yeah. I actually thought he was probably already dead. Sorry. Sorry. Well, <laughs> the crazy thing that I thought <laughs> I about. Apologize. And for what? The crazy thing about this was I, that Mean Gene Okerlund and Bob Einstein were both 76 years old. And if you looked at both of them, you would not think they were the same yeah. age. They looked like from different times, but. Do you have any mean gene thoughts before we go into our interview? Uh, one of the all-time greats. <laughs> one of the all-time golden age wrestling people. Uh, interesting guy, interesting story. I've read a lot of stuff about him, yeah. especially even more so, as always, when somebody passes. Um, yeah, mean gene. Legendary partier. What can you say? From what I've heard. Uh, I think that, the and this will always sort of stick out me, I know that Hulk Hogan is not a, uh, is a, t- a, people, a name that people like as much as used to, but I think I'll always think of... Mean Gene Okerlund's name being said by Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Just like, you know something, Mean Gene. That's all I'll ever think of about uh-huh. Mean Gene Okerlund for the rest of my life. And if that's it, uh, thanks, Mean Gene. Thanks, Bob Einstein. Do your thing wherever you guys are now. All right. That's it. Let's get no to... No way. <laughs> Let's get to uh, this week's interview. Uh, WUTR chief meteorologist, uh, Rachel Witter, who... Very active uh, social media account, which is sort of how... It's funny, too. I think she's hysterical. No, she's very funny. She's very funny. Uh, we had a good time uh, talking about lots of stuff. She's a very outdoorsy type person. We talked a lot about snowmobiling and fishing and like growing up in a small town, uh, how she got in meteorology, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, really nice interview. So thank you again, Rachel Witter. Check out our interview. We'll be back in just a moment.
though, when I opened up this week's episode template, it was all of last week's episode. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I have to fix all of these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mention that. You can swear on here if you want. I'm not oh. going to stop you. Oh, okay. You're, you're more... <laughs> I've had a lot of, like, the Bill Fardas and stand-up comedian oh, folks yeah, in the yeah. world, and I've... I used to try and edit people on here, but I was like, right. you know what, just say whatever you want. Yeah. As long as you don't get in I mean, trouble I mean, I definitely, like, hold back in general, <laughs> but if it slips out. Um, so, I got to ask you a couple things. Um, one, I did my... We're not Facebook friends, because mm-hmm. I try to add people as, like, Facebook friends before I do the interviews, and I just sort of forgot to. So, okay. sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so, a lot of times I, have to, I try and do my social media research. Sure. Uh, and I got to ask you one thing I noticed. We're going to get into a few different conversational points okay. about this. You mentioned something about listening to Conway Twitty. Are you like a country yeah. music person? I love country music. <laughs> so I pre- I only appreciate that because my grandfather, when I was a kid uh, growing up, he would listen to like traditional, like old country music. Yeah. Like Conway Twitty and Hank Williams Sr. Right. And like, the Andrews Sisters and stuff like <laughs> yes. that. So that's a very specific musical memory yeah. for me. Did you always listen to country music, like, growing yeah. up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, like, super old stuff, but I actually just, like, recently got into old stuff. I'm like, hell Yeah. It seems so, very different. Like, I, yeah. it's I don't really listen to new music at all anymore. I've noticed. I'm only oh, really? like 32, and I've already like ah, that's it. This music I've oh listened gosh. to. Oh my gosh, I like I listened to 114,000 hours on Spotify this wow. year, or like the 2018 raft. What's your like, What do you listen to right now in your in your car when you came over here? Um, a Dolly Parton. <laughs> nice, yeah, Dolly Parton. Did you go see uh, A Star Is Born? No, I didn't. I'm curious to go see it now. I don't know. if... I don't know if that's not even a country music movie. I don't know why I thought of that. No. Is it a country music? I uh, I feel like there's like influences maybe. It's like old country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course we're sitting down with uh, WUTR chief meteorologist Rachel Witter. Did I say that correctly? Witter. Yes. Witter. Witter. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. People call me Winter. Winter. Rachel only, Winter. It's only appropriate. <laughs> that would be pretty good if your uh, if your last name was Winter, you'd have no choice but to be a meteorologist. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, so I do want to get a little bit into where that concept started for you and, uh, cause I do want to get to your background, but I always think to myself when I was a kid, I used to go to sleep listening to the Yankees on mm-hmm. the radio and John Sterling was the guy, he was the voice of the Yankees at the time that I remember, John Sterling and Charlie Steiner. And I don't know necessarily if that was like the moment where I was like, I should do a podcast, but I remember that was the first time I was like, that seems like a cool job yeah. like, to be on the radio, to, hear, to, to, to narrate something, have people listen to you. Was there, like, a moment when you were a kid growing up where you were like, I think I'd like to be on television? No, there wasn't. Never. There never never was. There was, like, everyone, I feel like everyone in TV and especially, like, meteorology, they have, like, a sexy story that's like, oh, I remember this thunderstorm from 1993. But there's, like, I mean, I just remember liking snow when I was growing up. And then... I liked math, I liked science, and then I threw myself into, you know, mm. 17-year-old me was like, all right, well, I'll put those two things together, and you can get meteorology in some way, so. You're one of these math science people. Is that yeah. you're, like, left-brained if you're a math science person? I'm yeah. an English history person, Right, so I can't, like, draw. I'm not artistic, so I <laughs> no, would say I exclusively you... left-brained. <laughs> oh, oh, so that picture you posted from the substitute teaching was your drawing that someone put on there. Um, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this question. I guess let's get back to the, the very beginning. Where were you, where are you born? Where do you consider home for you? It's York, New York. And it's York, New York. Population, I think 2,500. 2,500. Really, small, really small. South of Rochester. Okay. Oh, so you're, you were way out there in the West. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's far Western New York. Um, so this brings me close enough to home, but far enough away. How long did you stay out in New York? Were you there through high school? Yes, through high school there. I went to college at how Iowa many State. People, how many people were in your graduating class in high school? 75. 75? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> everyone knew everyone. Mm. 
Did you, uh, were you uh, only child? Did you have brothers, sisters floating around? Oh, I'm, I have three siblings. Oh, a nice. twin sister, an you identical twin. twin. Sister? Yes, wow. I'm a twin. Um, a younger sister, a younger, younger brother. So my my boss family. has an identical twin, and I feel like that's a special kind of relationship. It, it really is good and bad. Mostly good. Do you <laughs> do you notice, I was, I'm always curious about this, because I always assumed that if I had a twin, that I would do everything I could to, like, distinguish myself the other way. Like, if they, like, I would grow my beard out if they were, like, not bearded. I would right. dress differently. I'd listen to different things. Did you guys have sort of a competition aspect, or did you guys like the same kind of thing? We liked the same kind same of exact things. Thing. Yeah, Is that frustrating? Um, sort of, in a way. It was also, it was so fun, though. Yeah, it was yeah. always, like, you know, a built-in friend. And when we hated each other, we point. hated each other, mm-hmm. but... Did your mom do the thing where she dressed you in the same outfits as kids? Sure did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My sisters, I have two older sisters, and they're like close enough in age Mm -hmm. where even though they're not twins, they definitely got that. There's a lot of photos. I'm like, why did mom have like two sizes of this outfit? (laughs) And then I got pushed into those like 10 years later. Sure, right. Um, So York at school, what kind of kid, what kind of kid would you say you were? Were you like, uh... Were you like a sporty kid? Were you an outdoorsy person? You um, seem very outdoorsy from what I, I did my research on. Yeah, you. yeah, that's that's always been a thing. I actually this is like the funniest thing to me mm-hmm. is um, I'm on TV, right? And you would yeah, think yeah, that sure. I'm a very social, like out there being. Well, in elementary school, I actually had to go to like special socialization oh, classes yeah. because <laughs> my um, I all I want to do is talk to my sister. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't like and we weren't in the same classes, so they literally would take us out of class separately. And we'd have to go into this room with, like, I think there's a group of teachers and aides and stuff. Mm. And they would just try to get us really? to talk because huh. we were so shy. <laughs> it's something, actually, though. I work in education now. And we're going to I'm gonna ask you, I'm going to press you a little bit about your education okay. experiences too, later <laughs> on. But um, it's one of the things, and I talk about it all the time. My kids are high school kids. I have, like, ninth through 12th grade kids. Mm-hmm. They're all really, like, technically savvy. They're all really clever. They're funny. But if you ask them to step outside of their like immediate circle to talk to like an adult they have no skills at all it's just like <laughs> clam up oh yeah i'm getting an a plus it's like speak up for yourself right. kid like sell yourself you yeah know? maybe that's the way things are going now well, that's, it is the way things are going right now everyone's just a little me... anti-social but uh do you feel like uh was it a big transition for you to go away from like a town like york and go someplace bigger where'd you go for college um iowa state so, I was, so that's yes. why you're wearing the hoodie. I was going to yeah. ask you. That's a big jump. That's a huge yeah. D1 school, is it not? It's like, it is. Oh yeah, God. it was um, yeah, It was definitely a big transition, and I think it was a little bit of a shock, too. Yeah. I would say that I struggled a little bit at first, but yeah. there's so many opportunities, and now looking back, I wish I you know joined some cool clubs and all this what, other stuff. What but was your major at Iowa State? Meteorology. So you, you knew going in, you were like, yeah, yes. I'm in already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that process like? Like, is that like a it's four year degree? It know. is, yeah. yeah, and it's I tell people it's basically an engineering degree without the pay at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's enough. math, it's <laughs> physics, it's calculus, it's all kinds of things like that, and you don't even really touch the weather stuff until your third year. So it's is it like, a lot of computer based stuff? Is oh it yeah. Like, yeah, there's that's... programming and all this other what crap uh, what is there a course that's literally just stand in front of a green screen and learn how to like know where the things are behind um, you because i feel like that's the part that would screw me up not in my program actually <laughs> we had a we had a crappy like cable access mm-hmm. um show that sure. we just kind of like messed around on and learned how things worked and i feel bad for anyone who like stumbled upon it as they were like flipping through channels because I, it's on YouTube. You could find me on YouTube from, you know, my awkward college days. <laughs> Did you ever think about doing any sort of, like... It's funny, too, because I... And, I'm, and I don't know how to say this. I don't mean this in any, like, offensive way. I just... I don't know. It's very rare, I feel like, 
do I see like an advertisement for a like a local news thing to have the meteorologist as like a prominent part of the like advertising, but I feel yeah. like you have a very big like social media following. Did you expect to have like a big following in the way you do? No, not not really at all. It, um, it kind of like took off over the course of a couple yeah. months too, and it was just kind of me. I you know I have a lot of friends in media yeah. and especially on, in the meteorology side of things, and um, you know they were doing you know you post mm-hmm. your forecast or whatever, yeah. and I just decided one day like it's not that no one cares, but some days. <laughs> No one cares. No one cares what the weather's going to be. So I just decided to be myself, and it, it took off in a way. And now I feel like I'm relatable, like I'm a real person, and I'm not like you know a robot man with a suit on. Well, how much freedom does does UTR give you to do your own thing? Like they just say if you want. Oh, it's post hands some... off. If yeah, I, if, if you want to, yeah. yeah, you know, within reason. Sure, right. right Keep right. it appropriate for for media. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I just I kind of do whatever, and it's it's worked for me for the most part. I've gotten a few a few things like hunting. You know, not yeah. everyone's into that, well, but I actually wanted to ask you about that because I think. I grew up with a family of, uh, of hunters. Like, my parents were hunters. My, my dad and grandfather used to go, like, pheasant hunting. And I'm certainly not a hunter because I had a BB gun as a kid, and I shot a bird, and I felt bad. Did you bad. shoot your eye out? I did not shoot my eye out. I, you know what happened? This is terrible. It's a horrible story. I shot the bird. I was camping, and it didn't die. Oh, and I had to okay. go, like, into the woods and do it again, right? And I was like, oh, God. And then after that, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. And I've always sort of been off of it, and I swear to God, this is so stupid. I watched a Bon Appetit video on YouTube where this guy went, like, pheasant hunting, like, on a game preserve with, like, dogs, Mm -hmm. and then, like, took all the pheasants home and cleaned them and made all these meals, and I was like, I'm super into this. Like, this lifestyle seems really (laughs) chill. Do you feel like there is, like, an immediate negative connotation, though, when you say, like, you're you're into hunting? Yeah, yeah, and I think it it goes along with the... You know the weapon side of things, sure. sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think would that's a say, hot button issue right now, anyway. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, and I would say I'm very liberal, so yeah. it's kind of weird that I'm a gun owner. But I think it's more that, and then there's the people that think like, "Oh, these are beautiful creatures." But I always say it's one last day with your car. I really only hunt deer, well, so yeah, um, it's true. <laughs> I, I go with it that way. But it is there's an important like environmental part of it conservation so well, the guy who said it during the, the the video and i'll show you the video later it's actually pretty good um he sort of talked about he's like you know we talk about how we don't like these big commercial farming we don't like these big companies that just like you know thousands of cattle or sheep mm-hmm. this is actually probably a more natural way to consume something is to oh, go yeah. and hunt it and cook it yourself For and bring sure. it back that's probably less quote-unquote barbaric than the normal method we're used to doing yeah um but that's hard for people to like sort of wrap their head yeah yeah there's a, i think there's a lot of little elements that if they don't all come together you know yeah, yeah. you fish as well you said i do yeah i don't eat it i don't, don't like i don't like fish but you don't like fish <laughs> no. you catch and release catch and release <laughs> i used to i used to go trout fishing when i was a kid that's actually mm. the probably i'm not a particularly outdoorsy guy right. i used to i like to make a fire I like to cut down a tree if I want to make a fire, <laughs> and I like to fish. Those yeah. are like my three. Uh-huh. Uh, but fishing, I actually always found to be the most relaxing of the. I oh love yeah, love to fish. Yeah, and you go pick up north and fish. Uh, I haven't here yet, but I St. hear Lawrence it's is the way beautiful. To go. You yeah. get really nice, like northern pike, catfish, <laughs> yeah. really good stuff. And I also know you're a big snowmobiler. I love <laughs> and live to snowmobile. Oh my gosh, I can't say enough. I won't even. 
this is not been a I'll, good winter I'll so far. I'll scratch the surface, but I don't want to. We'll take this for an hour <laughs> if I get going. Yeah. When did you start? Is that like a growing up like in? No, no. Oh. Um, I grew up on four wheelers. We mm, had like my okay. my dad got me and my sister a little like kids four wheeler had an orange flag <laughs> on the back yeah. and we'd rip around the yard on that. So snowmobiling was a new thing when I moved back here to New York. Um, my dad said, oh, you're out in snowmobile country now. We'll get snowmobiles. Yeah. And this was four years ago. So he got a couple um, snowmobiles, and I fell in love with it, bought my own, sold that one, bought a faster one, <laughs> and now I can't get it up. I can't get it up. Um, before I get too far off track, which I always do, I want to come back to uh, Iowa State for a second. So yes. Iowa State, yeah. you, what year did you graduate? I'm not trying to date you in terms of age. 2011. 2011. Okay. Yes. So you graduate 2011. Was there ever any thought for you to sort of stay in that sort of region, stay in the Midwest, stay in Iowa? Is that not I Midwest, actually, I, I did for a couple of years. So you, how long were you out there for? Um, well, I graduated in 2011, May 2011, uh, moved back home because I didn't have a job yet because sure. TV, oh, yeah. media job, it, it's <laughs> tough sometimes. So um, August 2011, I took my first job in Lincoln, Nebraska. Nice. So I was back out that way and I had actually been to Lincoln a few times with some friends from college and... Mm-hmm. I love the Midwest. I do. And I love my time there. Um, I thought I'd always end up back there. But yeah. now that I'm back here, I'm like, I'm not I'm not leaving Utica even. <laughs> I have no plans to even do that after, you know, whatever happens with my career. So I have family out in, I guess it's like the Chicagoland area. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, I played in a band. And we used to go out to uh, Midwest all the time. And I actually yeah. liked that the people were very friendly. Oh, they're so nice. Um, I did. It used to drive me nuts, though, because we'd spend so much time in the van. With the trailer with all the stuff behind it, yeah. and it's so flat. It's so we're flat. like this there's, is the I've never seen. There is nothing like to look at. No. You know, there's a few cities along the way, but yeah. <laughs> what uh, what sort of brought you to this region? Like, what Utica isn't always a place I think that people go like I can't wait to get to upstate New York. No, like, did you have an initial like? Was you was Utica a place you were aware of when you were in York even? Yes, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Right, right. Um, me and my sisters played volleyball off of oh, okay. high school, so we that makes we sense. played um, on a club team that would you know we did it all year round, and we actually played in a tournament in Dulgeville. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I yeah, knew Dulgeville. like Dulgeville when I came out here to interview. I'm like, oh right, I've been out here <laughs> more than once. So yeah, I always knew, and I'd been through here. We did a lot sure. of traveling and stuff around. Um, the Northeast when we were growing up. So I, I knew of, of Utica. I'd been here a couple times, but never thought I'd live here and want to die I'm, here. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like judging you accordingly, but you have a volleyball player vibe to you. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know what okay. that means. I don't I know what it means either. I can't figure I mean, out why. I'll you, take it. You say like I play volleyball. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why. <laughs> Something about it. Um, so let me ask you this question. You You get back. You get here from... Did you already have a job when you came in here? Did you get... Like, yes. Sort of, okay. Yeah, I kind of moved here for the job. How did you... Um, what was that audition process? Like, did you send in a tape? Yes. Well, this was kind of an interesting situation. Okay. So, um, my first job was in Lincoln, Nebraska. From there, um, TV um, kind of runs with contracts. So, I had a two-year contract on my first job, and that ran out. So, I was looking for my next step. And I knew I didn't really want to stay out there. I wanted to sure. go and see the world a little bit. And mm-hmm. TV can take you anywhere, anywhere. So, mm-hmm. I figured I'd try something new. went to Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Very that nice. was my second job. Was there for six months. And it was just, it was not a good, the South is not a good fit for me. <laughs> no, I, I was in the South for not too recently. I went to Bonnaroo. You remember Bonnaroo? Yes. Uh, yep. Manchester, Tennessee. We yeah. drove down there. About four days, I think, was the whole trip. By day four, I was like, all right, get me back to Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm dying out right. here. I need it's, some. Yeah. It's not for everyone. <laughs> no. So from Very there, pretty. I went to um, Redding, California nice. for three months. Mm. California was not really for me either. It was, 
it's basically Oregon. It's like yeah. one tier of counties down from the okay. Oregon. Oh, border. so you're like, yeah, you're like far northern. Like northwest, yeah. Yeah. Northwest. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it was beautiful, mm-hmm. but the the weather hot and dry, yeah. and it was right in the middle of their really bad drought. So it was just like yeah. very depressing. So I was kind of struggling with mm-hmm. what what I was gonna do from there, and then um, there was actually an opening at a station in Rochester, mm-hmm. which would put me at home. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> I applied for that and went through kind of an interview interview process, but it was um, for a weekend job. So I would do the weather on the weekends and then um, some news reporting during the week, oh, which yeah, is how the, yeah. how the business is going. But then they that said... makes sense, I guess, though, to a certain extent. Yeah, it... It has its ups and downs for sure. If you if they're gonna allow you to do journalism on stuff you feel comfortable doing, right? right. Like it can, it, it yeah. can be really fun, and yeah. I definitely saw some things that and mm-hmm. experienced some things that I wouldn't normally have yeah. gotten the chance to. But they, um, the Rochester station said, "Well, do you want to work Monday through Friday?" And only do weather in Utica, and I'm like sold. Don't don't even care what you guys have to say. Like I'm there. So here uh, I am, four years later. So I gotta ask you this question. I always think about this in terms of this city. I talk about trying to reach out to interview people, and uh, and again, I work for Made in Utica. I work for the podcast. Technically, you guys are our rivals. The way that we're all rivals with everybody. Oh, sure. course, right? <laughs> yeah. right. But we also always like end up like you always run into people. Like I'm sure that you go out and run into people from KTV or from the radio stations, other places. Oh, yeah. Do you have like good relationships with other people? in the industry as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I it's it's been the best here, I think yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um at my first job we were all kind of friends, but we were all, you know, starting out in the industry yeah. and we were like twenty one <laughs> and twenty two and just trying to find our way. But yeah, sure. yeah everyone everyone in the media here is super nice and it's it's so fun. I love working with the radio stations yeah. and you know, it's we're literally across the street rivals yeah. with K T V but they're all you know, we're all kind of in this together yeah. in a way too, even That's though we fair. are you know, rivals. <laughs> I only interview the meteorologist. It's just you and Jill Real was a plug I wanted to I'm not interviewing any of the other people. No, I'm always I I'm always afraid to like reach out to other media groups because I feel like they're immediately gonna be like, No, F you man, like we're not talking to you. Uh, so I'm always I'm always concerned, even though I do think that the videos from my time up there still exist in the archives somewhere. Oh, oh my god, they're really Dig those up someday. They're less embarrassing <laughs> than this current mustache I have. You're the first person to get interviewed with my mustache. Oh, I'm honored. Very, I'm honored. Is it horrifying? You can tell <laughs> no. me if it's true. No, it's it's yeah. distinguishing. Okay. I, think that's, I feel like that's underhanded, but I'll take it. All right. Uh, I want to ask you about social media a little bit. You have a very mm-hmm. active social media account. Uh, you're yes. pretty good, actually, with social media. And I do think Thank that you. you sort of like, I think that's an important aspect of the current way that like even local television is going. Yeah. Your personality extends beyond just... When you're doing the weather, your right. personality, your character on social media as well, whenever you're doing those sort of things, just promoting your brand or whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. However, and let's just be real here, you are uh, a young, attractive woman on social media. How often do you get hassled on social media by jerks and trolls? Um, <laughs> a lot. I feel like. But <laughs> it's, mostly it's, they mean well, yeah. but it's, it's definitely like backhanded, it's um, I've, there are some really gross people oh, out yeah. there, like I, I very can't. gross people out <laughs> yes. there. Like I can't even be like unsolicited dick pics. Yeah. And, like, that's pretty common. I feel and like. And what, in... like, what do you want me to do with that? 
Where like I don't know. <laughs> it's have, like, have you ever met anybody who's like that's how this relationship started? Right. It's like, oh, no. this is my boyfriend Brad. How'd you meet him? He just he just threw me a picture of his junk, and right. I was like, yes, it's of course. Never the start of a beautiful love story. So it's just <laughs> that's a good lot advice. Of black and stuff. You know, I and I think sometimes I push the envelope a little bit too because I I stand up for myself in a way and i know it's not worth my time a lot of the times but i want them to know if it's something that like kind of got to me that like yeah i'm a real person and that's true i think that's almost good though in a way because i think that also appeals to people in the way that you know i've been lucky with this show because you know as again i'm also a guy who doesn't love to talk to people all the time i just (laughs) happen to do this for a job for whatever reason but when i go out in public i'm usually pretty low-key yeah um, but even me, even me, I get hassled enough just for being the podcast guy. I can't imagine. I'm like, I'm not like a well-known dude around here. I just can't imagine wow. like, do you get people who come to you in public and hassle you too? Um, not really. The only time that like sticks out to me is, um, I was actually at, I think it was like the business expo a few oh, years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. and, um, a lady came up to me and said, um, I don't like when you wear purple. And oh. I was like. Okay, and sh- you know that's fine. I get that. Uh, you know, I don't like when people wear things, you know, in real life. So she said that, and then she just starts like chipping away. Like it makes your hair look green. It makes you look really washed out. I wow. really don't like it. And my boss is standing right next to me because you know we're doing like a meet and greet type thing, and he's just like, "Well, thank thanks for watching. Thanks for like, and trying to like shoo me away." And she's like, "Just." It, it's awful. It's awful. And then she brings a friend over yeah. and is like, "This is this is what I was talking about." She wears purple, and it just makes her look so bad. And I so I wore my purplest dress the next day. <laughs> oh, good for, good for you. That's what I would have done too. I would have leaned really hard into right. it. Right. I was just like, "What? Like, where does this come from?" I don't think I, I've learned. I, I didn't want to do this. over the years. I've like Justin and Manutica folks have pitched. You should like tape yourself doing the podcast and like put it up on YouTube and I was like nah because that would require me to like dress up and like be right. presentable for the podcast and then it the requires worst. the people who come here to like have to do it um, but I think it's 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 smart to reach out and find different like avenues nowadays and yeah. again I think you've done a really nice job with that um, I want to ask you a little bit about your substitute teaching though which is something yes. else I've noticed as an education person I'm very curious why you decided to get into substitute I, teaching I love it I'm actually going to go back to school for teaching really um, where, are you, uh, where are you going for I'm going for high school physics and nice. um, earth science at Roberts Wesleyan out in Rochester awesome, awesome. They, nice. um, they do kind of a fast track cool. um, bachelor's degree program that I'm just going to tack on to my existing degree mm-hmm. and then I'll have to do the whole master's process but yeah, um, it is what it is So is I'm running up against the end of my adolescent education 7 through 12 masters like in the next oh, year and a half okay. and I am uh, I'm ready for it to be done yeah I love teaching <laughs> I love working in education my parents were teachers and I, right. I, I just I can't help but this yeah. is like the thing I like to do but I, I'm also like in my early 30s and I've been doing school for a long time yeah. I'm, I'm just tired <laughs> of having homework I think is the biggest yeah. part of my thing I'm, I'm actually like, excited to like restart like going back yes. to school because I know I could have done better in my first oh, yeah. degree like, and it's just you look back and you're like well, you can't trust 17, 18-year-old you oh, yeah, to, just... like, make good 
academic decisions. So I'm excited to like go back with a clear mind being like, I know what I need to get done and I know I need to do it well. I'm not going to screw it up this time. That's how you can tell we're from a different generation because you say that and I'm totally with you, but like a different generation is like, I was married at 18. I'm like, that right. seems dumb. I don't yep. know. No, thanks. I, I don't know why you did that. <laughs> um, it's interesting though that teaching, it, it's funny. I think when I got out of college, I had a history degree mm-hmm. and pretty much everyone in New York is like, don't go into teaching. Right. Like, no one wants to teach anymore. Like teaching is And now it's the out. opposite. Well, now there's no teachers. Yeah. Now suddenly there's anyone. this big gulf of teaching. Yeah. And like I'm really looking forward to a year and a half when I get done with this and I'm like, right. who wants to hire teachers? <laughs> and it's gonna be a big mess. Yeah, no, I I'm at Utica right now, I'm in the Utica School District. I okay. I went to Utica School District. I mm-hmm. love working in public schools. Yeah. It's very big. It's yeah. so, <laughs> so many kids. Like I deal with so many kids. Yeah. All I, I love the small schools. I'm in like, you like a, little kids. Like, I, well, I do. Yeah. Well, I, I love it all. I do it all. K yeah. through 12. Nice. Um, nice. I do PE. I do, I've done mm-hmm. music, art, was science. Phys- you said music and you said math and science. You want physics is what you really want to get yes. into? Wow, that's yes. Yes. High school physics. A lot of math. Yeah. A lot of math. But um, it's funny because my high school physics teacher um, he was cool. He's a cool guy. Mm. But, um, you know, I took physics my senior year of high school and, you know, we were all sitting around talking about what we were doing with our lives after high school. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go for meteorology. And he goes, that's a lot of physics. You know that, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, just so you're sure. Like, the, it's a lot of physics. And then, so I got through it, whatever. And then I actually put up a picture of my billboard from the arterial. And he, he commented on it and said, like, wow, so proud of you. And so I commented back, like, um, remember when you said that meteorology was a lot of physics? I sure did it, didn't I? I loved physics as a kid. I took it twice. I took regular physics in yeah. college, in high school. Mm-hmm. and got, like, a D. Because right. I was bad at math, but I liked it. <laughs> but I really liked the teacher, and he's still a friend yeah. of mine. So I took AP Physics the next year oh. and got a C. And That's still better. Progress. Better, <laughs> but not, I don't remember any of it. But I liked the yeah. idea of, like, it. even though I wasn't good at it, it, it was interesting to sit there and learn how, like, it's the so world works. It's so practical. Yeah. Like, it's everywhere. I, I love it. I love it. Although, I do think, I always go back to it, I was like, they should add wind resistance. Because every experiment yes. I've ever done and every physics thing is, and like, barring so wind resistance. Yeah, it's not real. <laughs> uh, I want to say, just real quick, I want to point out for people, if they haven't followed you already, you are on Twitter at WeatherWitcher, with two Ts. Yes. Uh, you're also on other social media profiles, active on Instagram, Facebook, yes. all that kind of thing. Yes, uh, my Instagram is Rachel Witter. Very nice. And it's R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Can't forget the X-ray. Um, and then Facebook, my oh, Facebook page is Rachel Witter W-T-R. That's probably, like, my least active. Um, yeah, it's just, Facebook is going in a direction. If you... When you wake, what's the first like news or social media thing you do in the morning? Is it like, would you say Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, something like that? Oh, Reddit. I, Reddit. Yeah, yeah, I do. I love Reddit. Reddit. I yeah. um just the subreddit. I just like you know kind of funny subreddits. Like I don't oh, yeah. get I don't get like my core news from there or anything. But no, <laughs> I find their core news to be very echo chambery. Yeah, it's either, like you're on the the politics side, which right. is shockingly left, or you're on the Trump side, which is so far right I can't get into yeah. either of it. It's like I'm just gonna. Read like soccer stuff. I read a lot of right. soccer. I, I like um, Ask Reddit because I'm fast. I'm fascinated by like what people think and oh, like yeah. 
uh, just the questions in there. I'm like, how did someone think of that question? And how did 6,000 people find a good, like, an- a good thoughtful answer to this? <laughs> Even though I'm a, like, a quarter, I almost have my master's degree coming up, I'm shocked by how much time I spend on the one that's explained it to me like I'm five. Yes. Like, that's the one that I'm like, please. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, but then everything makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. That's my new college course I'm going to get. Explain it to me like I'm an idiot. I like point. it. <laughs> uh, so, again, people can follow you on those social media platforms. I really want to thank you for coming and joining us yeah, today. Yeah, thank you. You have some time to do a couple quick lightning round questions i do awesome yes awesome hit me these are <laughs> these are the same five or six questions that we ask everybody who's been on the podcast uh, let me see if there's an interesting one i can throw in before we get okay here's a good one i like to ask people you grew up uh you grew up all over the place uh what's the most embarrassing like fashion trend or style trend you had growing up that you regret um i had lee pipes Oh, the pipes. I did. Oh, yes. And they had yes. like a stripe down the side, super wide leg. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think I, I wore them in my yes. fifth grade yearbook picture. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, yeah. materialized for <laughs> the world to see if that yearbook still exists. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right. Very good. Very good. Let's get into our lightning round questions. Rachel Witter, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? Black. Black coffee. Black. Ice or hot. Hot at home, ice on the road. Now, uh, this is a question I always follow up when people say black coffee. Did you always drink black coffee or did you have to wean yourself off? I had to, I had to wean myself off of. I did, um, I got myself off of cream first. So I yep. did black with sugar yep. and then took the sugar out. And I did it because I wanted to be like the convenient person that's like, I'll take it black take it and black, I don't yeah. need anything. So I had to force myself, but. I. Over the years, I have tried to wean myself, at least off the sugar is the first spot. So I'll have yeah. like coffee with cream in it now. Right. But this is like flavored coffee. So like feel best okay. like the pecan coffee. So I feel well, like that's, you're, that's a good step. This is the, the Studio Good Coffee Southern Pecan. They're not sponsoring this week's episode <laughs> or any episodes. Although, Frank, call me. We can sponsor this. But their Southern Pecan Coffee Fueled is by. my favorite. Yeah, give me some, yeah, thanks, Frank. Uh, all right. So what was your first? I know you just got a new truck. I saw you on Twitter. Yes. But what was your first automobile? Oh, my gosh. People are going to love this. I love it. Let's, uh, 1984 El Camino. El Camino. El Camino. <laughs> Me and my sister pooled our money from our part-time summer jobs and bought it for $3,600. Nice. It was Good white deal. with blue pleather seats. How long did that last before? Um, we passed it down to wow. my younger sister and then my younger brother. And then I think it was probably five years ago we sold it to um, a son and father in the next town over and they're fixing it up and like we see it sometimes still so it's cute interesting transition you had an El Camino yes and then you have a Prius out there now but then you also bought a truck yeah all over the place I'm just do you like the Prius I love the Prius. Yeah, I've heard and everyone I've, I know who has one loves them. Yeah, yeah. it's a 2011, 176,000 nice. miles on it. So she, I'm going to run her into the ground. <laughs> Very good. You may or may not have taken your 84 El Camino to see it. What was your first live music event? Ooh. Um, Lifehouse, The Calling, and Michelle Branch. Lifehouse. With my twin sister and my dad. Nice. That's a... That's a very era-specific concert. Right. I can see why you went there. So Lifehouse, um, you know, uh, Lifehouse, I remember just the one song, um, was it Hanging By A Moment? Yeah. Okay, so this is a really stupid musician's thing. I, I played in bands. Okay. And we used to play in a guitar setting called Drop D, where you okay. take the bottom string and you drop the tuning so it's a little lower. All right. And this makes no sense to me, but I believe yeah, it's, you. It's just a tuning <laughs> thing. Like you, you take one note and you make it lower so okay. you can play other things on okay. a guitar. 
And the song that I would always use to see if my guitar was in drop D was that song Hanging By Wood. The intro for Hanging By Wood is just three notes and it's Uh in drop D. Okay. So even like 20 years later, if I pick up a guitar and I got to put it in drop D, that's how I know (laughs) it's in D. I'm like, wait, is it? Okay, cool. All right, we're in it. That's funny. Michelle Branch, though, was like, I remember having a big crush on Michelle Branch. Yeah, and her first album is still a banger. Mm -hmm. Like, I can still listen to it from top to bottom and not skip a song. Although I do notice as I get older, I sometimes hear what I think is a Michelle Branch song and it's actually a Vanessa Carl. They definitely run along the same line for sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's stay in that uh, sort of train of thought. Give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. I just finished a bunch of books. Oh, nice. Um, good for you. It was, yeah, I do them at school. I'm trying to set a good example by That's not having good. my phone out mm-hmm. so I read a book. Oh. Um, the words for that I just watched on Netflix um, Mr. Church. Mr. It's a Church. movie huh. um, from, I think it's from 2014 or something. I cried the whole way through. <laughs> it's heartening, very sad. Um, and then I also watched, and this is why I was listening to Dolly Parton earlier, <laughs> Dumplin' on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just, I love coming of age yeah. movies and series, so... Um, that was just nice. heartwarming. <laughs> so you, you like these emotional type films. I do, okay. yes. Did you watch any of these Christmas movies when they were out? For Christmas? Are you a Christmas movie person? Yes. The holidays? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. wanted to watch one with Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. It's got a big Kurt Russell fan, but oh. I think it's already off now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I guess I got to ask, just because we're right at the end here, uh, any New Year's resolutions for you this year? Um, I am just going to be myself unapologetically. Good. Because... I, I think it's it definitely comes with working in TV and the media. Yeah. Um, I let people have too much influence on my life, yeah. and I definitely like take what they say to heart. I think I have to in a way, but I let it affect me too much, and it's been affecting like my daily life. So I'm just living for myself every day, and then the rest is all gonna come together someday. <laughs> no, I think I think it's. It's funny to you say because I, you know, I, I was a kid. I was an actor. I wanted to be in musical theater. I was like a drama club kid, and there was like a time when I was like, yeah, I just like being in front of people, and that right. sort of turned into being in a band, and mm-hmm. then that turned into like education somehow. Like it's still sort of standing up in front of people doing all yeah. shit, but it means something different. Uh, but I think sometimes you know, even to the podcast to this day, somewhere along the way, I'm I'm that kind of person. You can call it a creative type. You can call it whatever you want to call it. I just feel like I need to have some sort of platform to be myself, right? Yes. And I don't know what it is. It's some sort of weird urge inside me that exists. <laughs> yeah. You just need to do it. Uh, and I don't know, you know, like, I know you said you like math and science, science, and there's always the beginning of it, but I'm sure there's probably a part of you that's like likes to entertain people and, like, bring people, like, enjoyment in that oh, way, too. Oh, yeah. I, mean? I, I like to be self-deprecating. <laughs> I like <laughs> to use point. that kind of humor. Um, I, yeah, I love to make people laugh. And I actually love to write. I think I'm going to write... Yeah. Write a book someday about something, but I wrote. Um, I tried to write a novel. I don't know if you ever how tried. How did to write it go? I have thirty thousand words, okay. which is if you. I, I had to look this up on Google, so I don't know if this is <laughs> accurate or not. But an average like debut novel for somebody, like a fiction novel, is sure. generally like uh, ninety thousand words, which is like okay. two to three hundred ish pages, depending on oh, how you work okay. it out. So I got about a third of a way through a novel before right. I just I moved from New York back here and I got caught up doing other stuff and yeah. it just exists on my hard drive sure. somewhere, right? <laughs> but I think that's another one too. Like I writing because I think part of in my head, I don't know if it's the same for you, 
I was like, I want something that no matter what happens, there's this thing that I can have and it's mine. Yes. Like all my, yeah. 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 And yeah. it's like your thoughts, you came up with it, yeah. like whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. But it's there. <laughs> you don't have to share it. Is it a fiction story you want to write? You want to um, write a biography? I think I want to do one of those because I've read too many crappy ones. It's uh-huh. like those um, just kind of like life memoir type things. Life memoir, yes. Um, <laughs> I think there's so many like bad, like 20 somethings, like trying to be relatable. And it's yeah. like privileged like kind of b-list celebrities that have like a popular blog or something like that Mm -hmm. and it's like Mm -hmm. you can read about that they all have the same generic advice (laughs) so i want to be like listen up people this is how the world actually works and this is how things can and will go (laughs) sign me up for a pre-sale on it uh i have two last questions for you uh this is the one i pre-warned you for if you could have dinner with any person living or dead who is not your relative who would it be and why. Okay. This is all I can think of, um, you know, off the top of my head. One of those, like, power women from the, from, like, Susan B. Anthony type. Oh, okay. Something all like right. That. Okay. Like, a powerful woman of history. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Super feminist, because mm. I'm all about that. That's <laughs> good. I love it. I love it. And uh, I have one last one for you. Um, besides uh, education, besides meteorology, besides physics, besides your 84 uh, Camino, <laughs> give me one more thing that you... Rachel Witter are passionate about. Oh, wow. You should have given me this one to think <laughs> sorry, about. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I guess snowmobiling. Snowmobiling. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I can think of right are now. Are you ready for snowmobiling? Is it, it, I feel like we haven't gotten any weather for it. No, we haven't. It's been kind of a crappy start. But um, I was actually, before I came up here. up north, like inland, oh, yeah. up there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wherever there's snow. I've been down here. I've been up there. I'll go wherever. And it's so much easier with my truck now. I didn't have that before, so... <laughs> That's a great point. Wherever it goes. Is that why you bought the truck, just to put this... Uh, yes. <laughs> a truck for my snowmobile or a deer to throw in the back or... <laughs> I don't know if uh, if the news or meteorology works in this way, but when can people see you on television? I know that's a stupid question, but like, right. when are the times that people can see you on television? Monday through Friday, 6, 10, and 11. 6 and 11 on WTR and at 10 on our sister station, WFXV. That's the Fox one. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for coming in and talking to you. us. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, and congratulations on all your, your success. I Thanks. appreciate it. Enjoy Good the rest try. of your weekend. Thank you. as we were just saying so yeah good interview good stuff I feel like I always thought like meteorology and I said this to her during the thing I felt like it was the kind of thing you would take like a year long course for I didn't know it was like a four year major and how much math oh, and like yeah, physics yeah. and science and stuff into it yeah I always and I guess I there's a difference between meteorologists there's like two terms for it right yeah, I, I don't I forgot for sure. to ask her there's like it's like psychiatrist and psych and uh, psychologist. psychologist yeah there's two different things I forget which one they are all right. No, but she's the one who went to college. Apparently. All right. So moving on. We had a great time. All right. <laughs> going to move past it. Uh, yeah. I don't know the name. Of it. All right. So let's move on to history lessons, which I foolishly put oh, no. on. 
Oh, I thought we were... I, you know what's I, crazy? I always... We'll come out, we'll do the interview, and we'll come into this part, and I'll never really know what's coming. Like, oh, I wonder what we're going to talk about yeah, at the beginning. And, and every week I forget. <laughs> every week I forget that the history lessons you guys, are coming until they hit me. You guys kind of got uh, off the hook for history lessons the last few weeks because it was the holidays. And so. you lulled us into a false sense of security is what's happened. Uh, all right, so this one's really old, but the rest are all from 99 and 2000. So we'll get past the old one first. On this day, 1789, America's first presidential election was held. Uh, voters cast ballots to choose state electors. Only white men were allowed property, uh, who had property were allowed to vote. As expected, of course, uh, as expected, uh, George Washington won the election and was sworn into office on April 30th. Uh, as it did in 1789, the U.S. still uses the Electoral College system established by the U.S. Constitution, which today gives all American citizens over the age of 18 the right to vote for electors, who in turn vote for the president. Uh, critics of the Electoral College argue that the winner-take-all system must, uh, makes it possible for a candidate to be elected president even if he gets fewer popular votes than his opponent. Uh, this happened in 1876, 1888, 2000, and 2018, or 16. Uh, however, supporters contend that if the Electoral College were done away with, Heavily populated states such as California and Texas might decide every election and important issues uh, to voters in small states would be ignored. I mean, I don't know if we want to have an electoral college discussion here on the podcast. Uh, it's been, I, was, I was actually surprised. I guess I'm not surprised it's been around that long. I forgot that it goes all the way back to like 1789. Right? I didn't think it would around. I didn't think it'd be there around that long. I think it's like, yeah, I just, I think, I knew that. I, I, I think, like, instantly, I always think, like, everything started in 1940. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, everything, I'm like, everything just started. Every, everything I know it didn't, in. but it just seems like that's the date I go, the year I go in. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. That's fair, yeah. I don't know. Oh, it just sort of popped in started. somewhere between World War I, World War II, oh, there somewhere. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Uh, 1999, on this day, uh, former professional wrestler Jesse the Body Ventura was sworn in as the populist mayor of uh, governor of Minnesota. Uh, Ventura was a member of the U.S. Uh, Navy underwater demolition team during Vietnam War. Uh, he pursued an acting career, appearing in such films as The Predator and The Running Man, both movies I'm, I'm, I really love, by the way. Uh, he was he, uh, first entered politics as a mayor. Um, he campaigned on grassroots events and unusual ads that urged citizens not to vote for politics as usual. Uh, and then, I think not too long ago, didn't he get, like, in an... He, got, he sued the guy from uh, that movie that was really popular, Bradley Cooper. Like, the... Hangover? No, what was the movie that Bradley Cooper won the Academy Award for? He was, like, a oh. sniper. American Sniper, oh, yeah. is that the movie? Yep, that's it. Yeah, he got, like, he got in, like, a legal battle with the guy from that book in real life because they were both, like, in the Wardia. It's a pretty crazy story, oh. but look that one up. It's pretty pretty wild. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jesse the Body Ventura? <laughs> kind of an interesting... Where is he now? Is he still... <laughs> uh, as of 2017, he is hosting a television show, a variety news show on RT called The World According to Jesse Ventura, and is, of course, reportedly uh, floated around running for President of the United States on the Green Party ticket. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, anything can happen. I think, though... And I think that that's no. I think that's an interesting point though because I think in '99 that was like the first time we we're like, oh, what do you know, yeah. Jesse the Body Ventura? Oh, I mean Reagan was a famous actor. Yeah, he was. was. He not? Yes, he was. I guess, but he was. He wasn't a professional wrestler, right? It's it's True. like True. Jesse the Body Ventura used to wear a boa and like crazy sunglasses and shirtlessly beat up people and say like racially insensitive things, right? Like it's well, kind of like our current president. So well, I think there's I a lot of him dressing up in costume, wearing makeup, and fighting. He did shave Vince McMahon's head on television, so That's there's true. there are some parallels. Uh, 
So let's move on from that one because okay. I don't want to get any farther. I just visualized uh, our future with him, so that was scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think going back to it, my one memory of Jesse Ventura, I think there will always be the movie Predator because he really steals that movie. He's got some great uh, one-liners in that movie. Um, like, I ain't got time to bleed. Great line. It's a great line. Uh, also, on this day in 1999, a huge day. We just talked about this by accident uh, earlier, Kevin. The Sopranos, starring James Gandolfini as mobster Tony Soprano, debuted on HBO. Uh, did you know that David Chase, the guy who produced the show, also uh, worked on several television shows, including Kolchak the Night Stalker. You know that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Switch, The Rockford Files, I'll Fly Away, and Northern Exposure. Uh, and then he also directed a couple episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents before he finally pitched uh, the show and had it sold to HBO. Uh, it was pitched to a lot of other networks, although in hindsight, as one of my favorite television shows of all time, I can't imagine it would have worked on any other network besides HBO. Certainly not. Um, I don't know, Heather, did you watch I The Sopranos? I was going to say, I still have to watch that. <laughs> so what's your, do you have any cultural impression of The Sopranos, even though you never watched the series? Like, what do you think of when someone says The Sopranos? Like, what's your first like thought? the Mafia. The Mafia, just like the Mafia in general? Kev, I forced you to watch The Sopranos the first, not forced you, but I, forced I like, forced meaning like, I put it on television a lot and watched the whole series when you were in the house, right? Like, the first yes. time it was on. Where do you rank Sopranos? I always say it's my favorite television show of all time. Um, I don't know. It's it's great. It's one of the best. I don't know. I don't really have a, I don't think I have a listed ranking. I feel like as I get older, I move away from that. I like thing, I like different things for different reasons, but it's mm-hmm. tough to really stack them, like, this is the definitive one, the definitive two. Uh, it's definitely top tier. If you're talking about like the wedding cake model where there's like a small piece at the top and it gets bigger and drops down in tiers, it's definitely on that top rung. The only critique I've heard about the show that I think does hold a little bit of water is that the show's a little bit superannuated now because it was very early on in like mm-hmm. these long form 45 minute like prestige television shows and so many shows sort of took what they did and changed it or did it a little better that now it seems a little bit like... Uh, it's almost like watching Halloween right now. There's so many different horror slasher movies that have done it. It's like, well, I've seen this already. Well, yeah, because they did it like initially. So I think that happens sometimes, but it's definitely... Gandolfini's still the best, and I'm sad. He's, I'm sad. Mm. I love Gandolfini. Uh, all right. I'm not going to stick on this one too long because I don't know what it means for anything, but on this day in 2000... Uh, AOL Time Warner form. Do you guys remember where that was a thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure that we could dive, I could do some research and dive into the ways that this changed, like, the way... Changed my life. <laughs> 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 kidding. Uh, it came at the height of the so-called internet bubble when dot-com businesses were on a meteoric rise and their future seemed limitless. The uh, idea was to combine Time Warner's impressive book, magazine, television, and movie production capabilities with AOL's 30 million internet subscribers to form the ultimate media empire. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess at this time it seemed obvious that this would have been the case. It's funny to look back at it like 19 years later and see how things shifted. <laughs> but I guess this is like the progenitor of all this, right? This is probably the beginning to where we got now. Like this, I, I don't know. They probably could. You think they foresaw stuff like Netflix and no. stuff back then? They probably couldn't have. No. Somebody probably did. And there's like one person back then. The who's, there's one guy back there who worked for AOL Time Warner who's like, this is what's going to happen. They're like, you're crazy. Well, no, I think that's, I mean, I think that this, you know, making a merger of two companies like that is specifically because they see the future. Mm. 
Like, that's why, I mean, there's no other reason you would have to join all these traditional media publications together with, yeah. at that time, the powerhouse of internet usage. You know what I mean? It's a no-brainer at that time. And it turns out that AOL didn't have as firm of a grip as they thought they would yeah. going forward into forever into the future. And I don't know yeah. if they realized how much content could fragment and how much smaller people could come up and challenge people in, like, the Time Warner portfolio. But the only reason they would join like that would be because they see what's coming and they know they've got to sturdy themselves to get ready to dominate in that space as it matures. I think it's telling, too, that AOL was such an important step for where we are today in the internet. But if I talk about America Online today to my Nobody kids, they only know about, like, oh, that's the like, you know crazy? sound. Right? At yeah. my old job, we used to have to correspond online with a lot of old folks, right? A lot of yeah. folks in like, their 60s who <laughs> yeah. were still Stein collectors and stuff like that. It was amazing. Um, you would be shocked at the amount of at AOL.com email addresses you would be interacting with. Oh, yeah. In, like, the, the 60-plus age range of the population. Shout out to my sister. She's still got AOL. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's right. That's How? Right. I've told her. I don't know why she does. Uh, for this last history lesson, I'm going to call Justin, who's in the green room, in for just a second. Justin, will you come here for a minute? Uh, on this day, 2000, the last original weekday Peanuts comic strip was published after its 50-year run following the death of its strip's creator, Charles Schultz. Justin, Maiden Utica's Justin Parkinson, you are the premier Peanuts Charles Schultz fan of anyone I know. Yes. So I want to ask you, um, why Why did that start? Where did you first run across? Was it just in the paper when you were a kid? Like, why do you love Peanuts so much? Uh... I don't, I, it must have been acquired, so my grandpa always brought the Sunday comics over yeah. with Half Moons from A Place in Fort Plain, so mm -hmm. that was like the cartoon that I gravitated to when he brought over, you got like the funnies sure. or whatever, right? Like that was your section that you read, it's probably a lost <laughs> yes. art, um, but that was my, I don't know, I always gravitated to it, I always went for it and I would cut it out and save it. Yeah, yeah. would always oh, give me, every year on my birthday she would give me like the strip with it or whatever, I would collect them and everything. Um, but I like Schroeder. That's I think what got me. <laughs> Schroeder, that's your guy. This classic. <laughs> the women want him. He's the musical genius. He's got it all. He's like non-confrontational yeah, throughout the whole much. thing. Yeah, he's just <laughs> Makes he's very handsome as compared to all the other characters. He's not a pig pen. He doesn't carry a blanket around. He doesn't miss footballs. Just say you, you're your pig pen cosplay here to the he studio today. Yeah, so. <laughs> I've, taken, I've taken more to pig pen over the years. Right. <laughs> thank I'm you, just shorter guy at heart. Uh, thank you very much, Justin Parkinson, our Peanuts correspondent, for coming in this week. Uh, did you read? Did you like Peanuts when you were a kid? Uh, Peanuts was always a. Uh, side piece for me in the Sunday comics. Yeah, I know. Like what you it mean. wasn't one of the main things <laughs> yeah. to drag me in, but I would always, I wouldn't skip it. Mm -hmm. There were a couple. I think the only thing that I would really truly skip was probably like Prince Valiant. Close to home. That was garbage. Which one was that? No, wait, what's the one with the cir family circle? Oh, I probably read it. Oh yeah, you got to read the circle. Nah, I don't like. Got to read that circle. I mean, it's not past a certain age, but that's one that you get started with. Yeah. So you always take a look and see what you know Billy and those kids are up to. I love the Far Side. Did Love that, the Far Side. Far Side was great. Far Side's top tier. Far Side's up there um, with Calvin and Hobbs and those those of the world. I'll say this about uh, Peanuts. I actually did love as a kid reading the funny pages when the when like the paper would come to my house. I know it's no, no I, I can't I remember my um, grandpa funny. Pages. But um, I do not care really at all about the Peanuts animated movies for whatever reason. I did not watch them as a kid. No. Like those are sort of late era for me. I know that like I saw them as a kid. I was just never really yeah. They just never really resonated. Yeah. I did like the comic strip. I liked the characters, but for whatever reason, I just didn't ever cling on to like the the Great Pumpkin or the Christmas or Thanksgiving stuff no. or whatever. I just I don't know why. So that's all. Um, it is considered, uh, and this was from 
the Comics Journal of 1999, they put out a list of the greatest comics of the 20th century. Peanuts was the second-ranked comic. Uh, number one was something called Crazy Cat, which was a progenitor to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Schultz, Charles Schultz, admitted himself that it was one of his biggest inspirations. I was like, yeah, that, I'm fine with that. Right, That's, right. That's yeah. cool. But I never heard of Crazy Cat, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Look up Crazy Cat when you guys get out of here. Uh, all right, that's it. That's all the history lessons for this week. That wasn't uh, that wasn't too terrible, right? That wasn't so painful. Um, Kevin, you got a new cell phone recently. I did. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Apple. No. He's stepped <laughs> no. away from. Yeah, he's got that. You, you don't want to talk about your cell phone on here. I don't know. Can I say the what? brand of your cell phone? Is that okay? Well, I don't know. Some what people are touchy. I don't Ooh, know. They are. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I care. Tell me what kind of phone. Well, you got this Google Pixel Three. This new oh, Google. you did. Pixel Three XL. I did. Yeah. Do you love it so far? You seem pretty pleased with it. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's great. It really is. Um, the reason I bring it up is I read a really interesting article this week uh, from Business Insider. Uh, that was basically saying that you should hold on to your current cell phones for as long as you can because uh, cell phones right now are as expensive as they've ever been and the price is probably not going to go down. Right. Uh, and you've so all- expensive. It's crazy. Like, even the baseline, they're basically the baseline. And now, Apple phones are crazy expensive anyway, but the baseline new iPhone, the newest low level one, is $650 to start. And that's knowing Apple the way I know it, that's not really a, a usable phone for any right. real. Um, even the Pixel, uh, the Pixel XL, like the 3XL, starts at nine hundred dollars. It's a lot for a cell phone. Yeah. Um, and what you're seeing, it seems like, is a real. They big... are always running like deals. That's probably the retail price. I got mine for yeah. two hundred dollars cheaper than that. Right. Right. Well, I'm saying though, what you're seeing though is a lot of rise in these sort of aftermarket cell phone repair places over the last ten years too, because people really don't want to have to go in. Well, that's and, why that's why Apple's numbers dropped so well, heavily in the last quarter of last year. Yeah, and Apple also they have a software update they do all the time, mm-hmm. and so they'll stop letting it update certain phones. Mm-hmm. So then your phone doesn't work anymore. So you have to go get a phone. Oh yeah, well, what people used to do is not update their phones, but then they sort of started forcing you to do it. Yeah, and then if you can't do it, you're yeah. like, Apple really like they've they've really I say it all the time, but it used to be a company that did interesting, cool things that no one else was doing, and now they're the company that just seems to like try and over-refine the same things over and over again and don't do anything new. Yeah, now everybody's hooked. Yeah. Everybody's hooked. Everybody's got to have that logo. Mm. People get that logo tattooed on their body. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, I have some dumb logos tattooed in my body as well, so I can't sit here and, sure. like... Sure, but, like, I... Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got nothing. Yeah, that's that. true. No, I, I plenty, know. but, like, how much you want? <laughs> <laughs> it's really what it comes to. I got plenty, but how much do, do you want or does anybody need? <laughs> um, all right, so moving on. Uh, this is like, I saw some faux outrage about people this week. I can't believe it. I'm on Um, the floor. So, uh, and this is a real thing I've noticed though. So as a, as a single man, I'm occasionally on the dating sites, right? And Uh, one of the things you find out. Plenty of fish. Plenty plenty of fish. Is there like a bumblebee one now? Farmers only. Bumble. Bumble, Bumble sorry. Uh, that's a whole. Tangerine marmalade. Bumble. (laughs) Yo, Bumble's a little weird because it, uh, the, you know how that word works? No. Okay. So Tinder works in this way, right? You have. The picture, and you go, okay, is this person attractive? Because that's really what Tinder's about. Do you think this person is attractive, right? And you swipe left or right. Bumble's kind of the same thing, except the women have to initiate conversation. Oh, so you can't contact them. I can't contact them unless I swipe to the right and say, I like this person. And they also swipe to the right, and then they have to contact me. I can't contact them. 
kind of seems like I'm in a little bit of a meat market situation. I don't like being up there. I feel like, uh, I feel a little vulnerable. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's like I'm being judged. I don't know. You are, though. I am. I'm being judged. Do you have any mustache pics on your profile? No. I I think it's probably time. Go get that haircut. Get a mustache pic. Get a mustache pic. Get him with the pose. I would be sad if no one got back to me if I swiped over. Like, oh... They're not getting back to me. Why? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Well, uh, one of the things you see a lot of people talking about, and I saw this, I can't, I can't believe how many articles I saw that were talking about this, about people on either the far right or far left of the political spectrum saying, like, oh, I can't find a date on here because these people are, like, this is an anti-Trump, like, dating website, or this is, like, they only support... You know, conservatives in this dating site. I'm like, no, I don't think that's how this works. Well, just as as with always when it comes to dating, it's, it's you. <laughs> it's just you, right? Like, I think that's the problem. It's you. So you're seeing all these, like, niche The dating world is the same yeah. as it's always been. It's you. <laughs> well, because, like, now there's, like, a specific one. It's like TrumpDating.com. It's like, that only what? works if you want to date it's Donald like, Trump, like barely, right? Like, that's, like, barely a thing. That's just something to write an article about. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Like, I'm just saying, like, there are things on these dating apps. I'm just throwing out to people where you can choose if you don't want to see people from one side or the other. You can just set that as a setting for most of them. You don't have to make a specific site just for... Or you don't have to get, like, all caught up about it if you see something. If you see something you don't like, just ignore it. Like, you don't have to have an opinion about every single thing that you encounter and see and be upset. It's not that serious. Like he said. Uh, let's go through the other news things really quickly because I have a fun thing I want to do with you guys as a, as a, well, it's a a letter that we got and I want to address it. So, uh, I did want to say, I don't have anything behind this. I read earlier this week that China became the first uh, country to land uh, an aircraft on the far side of the moon. I don't know what that means. It means are they better at space than us now? Is that what that implies? They just landed in a different spot. a different spot, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. All right, good, cool. Uh, this is the 10-year anniversary of the seminal Animal Collective album, Meriwether Post Pavilion. Do you have any thoughts about that on either side, Kevin or Heather? I not a great album. Oh, I mean, it's on. a good album, but like, it's not like a It's Been 10 Years album. Pretty good. Yeah. Brother Sport. It's a good track. Yeah. Look it up. Uh, and then also, the thing that broke the internet today this morning that I didn't really feel like digging into, do you guys hear about the documentary about R. Kelly on Lifetime, oh, the six-part documentary? Like yeah. Man. Uh, so I guess we're ready to dig into R. Kelly again, it well, seems like. I'm a public dig into it anytime. R. Kelly pees on children. <laughs> it's a scumbag. More. But no, it, I, I'm glad it came out because I've been wanting to know more. So, I have. I've been waiting for They're, something. They put the whole documentary on their website, so they must know that people are like excited about it because they. Well, it's wild, and it's wild because you wonder if anything's going to happen. It's like this is all stuff we've known about this guy. Yeah, yeah we're like for like 10, 15 yeah, years. Like, Everybody's known. Mm-hmm. There's nothing new out here. But I mean, maybe people will, you know, do care enough to do something so R. Kelly can stop peeing on children. I did, I did hear I his quote, which was, "Did you see it? No, but I'm going to sue everyone." That was his whole quote. I was like, mm. That sounds like somebody who's guilty, my friend. Weirdo. Such a weirdo. Um, so, ah, I can't reach my face. Oh, you you yes, please. I'm so short. Oh, my God. That was terrible. I wish Jeez. I was tall. Uh, all right. Uh, we got a, uh, an, I guess not a, it's not a letter. It's a, 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 a social media message, a, a direct message from yeah, one of our listeners. Yeah, a DM from this direct message. Uh, yeah, there you go. A DM from one of our listeners um, who said that I always ask the lightning round questions to other people on the show, but I never do them myself. Uh, I don't want to do them, okay. but I'm going to make you guys do them because I don't like doing lightning round questions for myself. But I'm going to read you guys the lightning round questions that I've been doing for the last few weeks mm-hmm. off people, and uh, I want you guys to answer them for me, okay? You feeling okay with this? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. 
Kevin, I'm going to start with you. What's the worst job you've ever had? Um, what is the worst job that I've ever had? It's a good question. I'm, you know, I've really liked all the places that I've worked at. For the most <laughs> all part. the places. No, yeah. even like crummy. You ever got fired from a job? No places you were like, nah, this is brutal. I'm trying to think. I feel like there might have been something that I've had for like a day or two where I was like, <laughs> no, this isn't for me. But I forgot that I even went there. Like when I was young, I might have went and been like, oh, let me get a second job or do something else. I don't know what the worst job I've ever had is. There's worst parts of jobs, certainly. Sure. Probably the nursing home by default, although I didn't mm, hate the nursing home. Yeah. I liked all the different things that I've done better. So I guess the nursing home. Uh, Heather, what about you? Worst job you Probably ever Probably Walmart one-hour photo. Wow, one-hour photo seems yeah, tough. Yeah, because people are always trying to claim that they were supposed to get doubles or they yell at you or I had to see pictures I didn't want to see because you have to take out pictures. Oh. You were supposed to like take out pictures that weren't good. Really? Is that <laughs> yeah, how it works? you'd see them. You'd see everything. No, hmm. I didn't like that job. Interesting. I got yelled at a lot. Uh, I don't really know the worst job I had off the top of my head. I had a bunch of crummy ones. My easiest answer is probably uh, when I was the bat boy for the Blue Sox, which seems like a dumb answer <laughs> because, like, oh, you were the, yeah, it seems like a cool job. They kind of treat you like crap when you're like a lowly paid, boy. like 14 year old boy, like working around at a single A baseball team. They like, they stayed a lot of late hours and maybe do a lot of dumb mm-hmm. stuff. It was not, they're not nice to you. Let's put it that way. It's not a great gig. Um, all right, uh, Heather, I'll start with you for this one. Uh, what's the most embarrassing phase you ever went through when you were growing up, either fashion, style wise? Oh, probably when I cut my own hair because I basically cut it into a mullet. I was like in fifth grade. Yes. So like all my mm. pictures, and I had a, fi- a guy who raised me, so he wasn't doing mm. anything quickly to help fix it. Yeah. So I stayed around for a couple years. <laughs> like, so I had a couple bad, cool pictures. That was probably my ugly face. That's fair. Know. So your own personal so, mullet haircut. Yeah, I'll bring it in sometime. Show your picture. Kevin, most embarrassing phase? Probably hip hop phase. Hip hop oh. phase. Oh yeah, yeah before yeah. I started listening to guitar mm. music in like eighth grade, probably like sixth and seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see pictures of that. Probably not a lot of them. It was never, like, super serious. I was never, like, a gangster or anything like that, but definitely influenced from that side of the world. Having some Basketball weird, jerseys? Having some weird, yeah, basketball. Like, having some weird ideas about fashion trends in seventh grade, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I always go back to, I had a lot of really bad ones. Baggy jeans, uh, frosted tips. Baggy, uh, baggy <laughs> jeans. Baggy jeans don't make the top five, I feel like. Style of the time. Uh, I went through, because I went through a lot of stuff. I went through, like, mock turtleneck phase. I went through, uh, remember when they used to see, like, ringer t-shirts? That was a ringer t-shirt phase. You were a big I, ringer t-shirt guy. Um, sure. I went through the punk rocker phase. I went through the American Eagle polo shirts phase. I went through... So you have a lot of them. Oh, yeah. I had uh, the puka shell necklaces for a while. That was a thing that existed. A lot of that was all smashed up on top of itself at the same time. Though. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it was all kind of intertwined yeah. together. Um, I wanted a wallet chain, but never had one. Mm. There's something for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the combination of braces, button-up, uh, short-sleeve Hawaiian shirt, and frosted tips when I was about 15 was about Tough as time. bad as it got. Tough time. And Hawaiian shirts had a minute back there in like they did. They, did. So. they had like a yeah. summer. They had one summer. <laughs> you can't wear a Hawaiian shirt unless you're a big fat party animal. I don't think. And I was not really a big fat party animal at the time. <laughs> at the time, it wasn't the thing. They had a minute a couple summers ago too. Yeah. For yeah. a minute, yeah, yeah. I think you could wear them ironically now, right? Like a costume party. Well, yeah, that too, <laughs> certainly. I see some people who could just rock it as part of their thing. I think you have to be a certain type of person. you got to live a certain type of place, <laughs> yeah. too. Like. Yeah, you're not in Utica. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, what's something you are a big fan of we wouldn't necessarily assume that you are a big fan of? Um. Hmm. I am a big fan of. 
that you wouldn't assume. It's weird when you ask me that question because I feel like you know everything. I'm a big I know, I know everything. Yeah. Friends, you know what I mean? It's true. I so I'm trying. I know that's why I'm trying to think of something that's like far enough Someone's off the range. Have we talked about the fact that you're not uh, you, Justin. <laughs> have, we, have we talked about it's the fact you. that uh, you are pretty adept cook? Have we talked about that in the show. Yeah, you are. Time? I almost called you for I, pizza stuff the other I day. I don't feel like I'm very adept of a cook. You follow. You're in, you're interested. I've worked. In I've worked in a lot of restaurants. Yeah. So I've been around. Mm-hmm. And I've cooked like as a job. So like, there's some base level stuff I know. But no, I, thank you for that. I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I am interested in cooking. I like to. I read about cooking more than I do actual cooking. I'll say that for sure. Like I've been in the grocery store three times and almost called you or texted you about ideas for pizza. And you stuff. should. Which is mind blowing. You, you don't should. ever call Anytime. or text me about it because no. I have nothing to do all I, day. I just bother you on other. You do. Things. You give me a weird hours of the day. Uh, I'm trying. I guess. I mean, it, I don't. Again, you guys already know this. I think I've talked in the show that I'm like a big musical theater guy. I like show tunes. Mm-hmm. I like musicals. I used to go see a lot of Broadway shows. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's something that people wouldn't necessarily assume that I'm a big fan of, though. Right. Right. Like, right. I. I feel like that's kind of in my wheelhouse. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about it a little bit with uh, with Rachel on the on the on the interview today. When I grew up, I used to love to go fishing, and even mm-hmm. now. I could very easily be talked into going fishing mm-hmm. if somebody wanted to go. It's, yeah, I, wish I, I don't know if that's necessarily something I'll you would... I'll go with you. Yeah, I, I love to go... go with me. I used to go up north because I have a camp up there. We used to go brown trout fishing on the Black River as a kid, and I really do enjoy that. That was really cool, mm-hmm. just sit in the boat and put the, the little bobber out there and troll. That was a lot of fun. Like yeah. Again, mm-hmm. that's about as close as I could get. And then uh, I, guess, I guess that's pretty good. You guys don't have... Heather, we ask you about your kids all the time, so I won't do a parrot corner with you. Well, Heather, what's something you're interested in that nobody knows about? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I nothing. You have no, you're pretty I, open book, I, I feel mean, like. I mean, I tell everything. I mean, my whole life's out on social media. There's Ain't nothing. The there's nothing. I'm not I'm all about exploiting my life out there. <laughs> I don't hibernate. I'm waiting for those checks to start rolling. To, I know. I'm like, when's someone going to sponsor me to, like, do paid advertisement? <laughs> What's something Parkinson's a fan of that nobody nobody knows he's a fan of? I feel like nothing. He's like like and I feel like, and if there were anything he likes, boy, he'd tell you yeah. about it. That's true. I think that that's actually the key. He doesn't like anything. Dirty Dancing is my favorite movie of all time. Dirty Dancing is his favorite movie of all time. It's the only thing you post about on Facebook. If you post right. anything, it's about her. All right. That's it. Uh, thank you again to Rachel Witter. Uh, thanks for joining us. Great time. Follow her at Weather Witter on Twitter. Uh, follow Heather at Heather Waz one Follow oh. Kevin underscore Kevin Sullivan. Follow me SF Doom. Or don't just follow the show at Uticast. We are at Facebook. Instagram, SoundCloud, Twitter, uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, take it over the web. Sayonara, humanoids. Uh, Woodstock lives. Keep it tight. Uh, we will be back next week, episode 186. Uh, and it might be on a different day because I go back to school next week, so I'll have to figure out what we're doing. So, who knows? Might be early release, might be late release. We'll see you next week sometime. Bye. Bye.